Hello, Magical Mamas, and welcome to episode number three of our Magical Mothering podcast. So today I'm going to be talking to you about who is the Magical Mother and what is the work that she, we are doing to reclaim ourselves. Like, how do we actually do this? What what are the steps? What are we going through? So... First off, let's tune into who is the magical mother? Who are, if we set out our intentions to be this mother, magical mother, me included, it's an intention. Then who is it that we are intending to embody? Who, what is these um, values and principles that we take forward? So the magical mother is nurturing she nurtures her child's needs she nurtures her child's autonomy their decision to have full consent over their body and their child's intuition Um, we're growing and watering our child at their roots to build their confidence their trust in themselves their abilities so that they know that their sensitivities are actually their superpower we want to really nurture those, th- those things that make our children different to be growing them into this blooming person. The magical mother is nurturing to her own needs. She takes what she needs. She has solid boundaries with love and she can hold space for herself. She's not simply surviving, but she's thriving. That is an intention that we want to have. She is in tune with her intuition, her inner magic. She knows how on fire she is, how powerful she is. And she has an innate understanding of her body intelligence, of what feels right and what feels out of alignment. So that she can really tune into her inner self when she needs to make decisions or when she needs to check in with maybe something that's going on with her family to know whether it's moving in the right direction or not if things need to be changed or she needs to realign her boundaries perhaps. The magical mama, she knows how to feel confident and comfortable within her own skin. Her body is sacred and it is embraced with pleasure. Her emotions are held with love. Yeah. So how many of you can relate to being this person? Or how, and like even for myself, this is my work because this is my intention. So this is not who I am all of the time, but I can see glimpses of myself in some of these aspects and some of them are growing more and some of them are still developing, still working on it. But this is the journey. This is the journey of magical mothering. And and I feel like this is such a beautiful journey to be on and I have spoken about this before because it's a constantly evolving journey and it's it's something that we're constantly growing through and by embracing these parts of ourselves we give permission for our children to embrace these parts of themselves as well okay so what happens if we 
stop embracing these parts or if we disown parts of ourselves so this is is talking about shadow selves and work of the of the shadow work which is a huge part of this journey okay what happens if we remain unconscious to our shadows it impacts our relationships okay we start to see uh cracks and struggles within our connection with our partners, our lovers, uh, with our children. Respect starts to fall away for self and for other people around us. Our friendships suffer. Our workplaces suffer. Our, if we are having our own business, our relationships with our clients and our magnetism to attract suffers. Our ability to be a, a leader for this new world diminishes. And it's something that I will say quite a lot is that mothers are the most influential people in the world right now. So, sorry, mothers are the most influential people in the world right now because we are leading the new generation. We are guiding them to step up and and claim their power. And so we really need to be on the ball of how to do this work. How do we do the work of the magical motherhood journey? So let's just talk about shadow work for a minute and talk about what is shadow work. Because as a shadow worker myself, I know that it can be really, really confronting and really, really overwhelming to start. (laughs) and even to continue once you've started it can be a bit oh this is getting really heavy maybe I can just step out and numb for a bit and sort of ignore these things that are going on so let's get clear on what it is what is shadow work so shadow work or the shadow is about the disowned self that part of self that we repress ignore or deny and and push aside so we choose to display to the world our light self that which we feel happy to share and um we know we're not ashamed of these parts of ourselves so we'll let them out um and show them off Um, but we also have to be a whole person we also have an unconscious part of self as well and that's often referred to as the dark side, our dark side. It's about really embracing that. So we look into our dark side, our other side that we don't share with everybody, our unconscious, even that part that we probably don't really recognize within ourselves that we pretend doesn't exist or we don't know it's there yet because we haven't completely delved into it. And it's about getting to know that part of you so that it doesn't hold that power over you. Because if we ignore it and we just allow it to sit within that unconscious space, our shadow can start to, yeah, like I was saying, impacting our relationships. It starts to come out in our projections. Those parts of ourselves that are remaining unhealed, unseen, unacknowledged, been unheard they're building like this big pit of resentment in our bodies in our energy bodies and we in our emotional bodies and as i believe that that emotional and energetic festation will eat away at you until there is a physical 
manifestation. This is where disease comes from, in my opinion. You know, this is why we want to be making sure that we are working with ourselves with self-compassion and embracing ourselves with compassion and knowing that every single person has a shadow self. Okay, every single person has a shadow self. And when we start embracing these parts of ourselves that we've tried to ignore or tried to push down, we can start to improve our relationships. We'll start to get a clearer vision and perspective around the world and our awareness of self, our emotional intelligence will start to expand. Our um, vitality, our energy levels will increase. We'll start to sleep better and we'll get greater creativity. You'll have more of a passion sense. Your sacral chakra is going to expand and allow you to be more passionate and more joyful in your life. And that expands with creativity. So the thing with the shadow is it's about embracing it and acknowledging that we are a whole being and we're allowed to have parts of ourselves that are deeper and darker and things that, you know, maybe we don't want to talk about out loud, but we, this is why we need safe spaces to accept ourselves, embrace ourselves as a whole person. Because the thing is, the shadow is not actually going anywhere. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. And the more we repress it, the more damage it can do for us. We're better off to embrace it. And that can be really, like I was saying, scary, overwhelming. Let's talk about how we actually do that. So um, something that I also wanted to touch on here is that we often think of the shadow aspects as negative things like um let's see we've got shame things we're afraid of the, the guilty like the oh that's shame as well the things that we feel bad about that we've done in our lives or um our traumas pain all of these different things but our sh our shadow can also hold positive jewels of things that we are not accepting about who we are. So there can be all of that too much woman energy in the shadow that we're repressing and holding back. But if we could just embrace it, that is a jewel. This is a jewel. And there's many different things. Our sensitivities become pushed into the shadows and they are a jewel. Let's unleash these jewels. Let's unleash these jewels. And we need to embrace the whole aspect of self to be able to become that whole person okay so um there's a few different aspects that i personally focus on within the shadow and um these come up when i'm working one-on-one -on -one with people and and working through um motherhood evolution workshops these types of things are what we focus on so there is the inner child healing so who here is the cycle breaker? Who here is recognizing the patterns that um, perhaps you were parented in a way that you are not wanting to repeat and you are implementing more of a conscious parenting strategy when you're, when you're raising your children? You are doing more of a gentle parenting approach. And so we are while we're doing these things, we're actually on an inner child healing journey. And 
this is going to be really looking at what were the expressed needs and um, the things that you were like a, let's go back to like a, a child in a, let's use an inverted column as tantrum state. The child is having great challenge, great difficulty and expressing that as a need of support. And if you as a child were met with an environment that didn't support that, an environment that tried to squash or negatively framed what was going on for you, then that can have an imprint within your inner child energy. Okay, we, we collect these traits of being good versus being bad. And we, we form these stories within our mindset about what we're allowed to show the world and what needs to be hide because of shame or fear of being seen. And this comes in from an emotional state of being is how you are emotional and how you how you embrace your emotions, um, your behaviors and different things that you do. And so what is allowed and what isn't allowed? Oh, hello. My little one's here. So the next thing is the um, that we focus on is around the mother wound. The mother wound is something that a lot of people also avoid or deny needing to work through because it's felt like the mother wound is simply that you had a terrible mother who did terrible things. Yes, darling. You're coming sitting with me? Okay, thank you. You're sitting in your chair. Beautiful. So the mother wound is not simply that you had a terrible mother who did terrible things. And that can lead to us feeling like we're blaming our mother for all of our current problems or our upbringing on all of our current issues. But that's one of the reasons why the motherhood or the mother wound doesn't get worked on. We don't work on it because we feel guilty if we if we start doing that work. We feel guilty to think that um, we, we're going to say something bad about our mother. But the mother wound is not about our mother. It's about our interpretation of how we grow in this world. See, the mother wound is all of the dysfunctional coping mechanisms. I'm trying to talk. This is my work. I'm trying to talk to you. I understand, darling, but can I talk with you in one minute? Thank you. Um, so you could have a wonderful mother and she's doing her best and you can still feel pain and you can still feel upset from things that happened that didn't meet your needs when your needs were not interpreted in the way that you needed to be understood. So this is not about your mother being a terrible person or a terrible mother or not doing enough for you, but it's about our interpretation and how we grow through that. And it's about healing our relationship with that. So the mother wound is how dysfunctional coping mechanisms have been passed down through generational lineage. So we are looking at aspects of being good enough, that comparison of comparing ourselves with other women, with other mothers, of what are we doing um, because we need to be the best, you know, we need to be better 
than who we are. There's so much of that pain around the good enough mother. Um, there's so much shame in in this in this wound. So much shame where we were told that we are being too much. Where um, what we're doing isn't meeting the expectations. Um, being shamed to comply with rules and with leadership when it's been we've been nurtured and growing in a patriarchal society that doesn't value the feminine attributes of intuitive sensuality um, nurturing nourishing all of these words that are all about softness that are all about rest and restoration that are all about moving slowly and at a pace that is supportive all of those things being not enough or all of the sensitivities and um passion that we can be fueled with as women as as powerful women can be shamed and told that is too much you know the drama queen the diva all of these aspects of self that are shamed and we are pushed into the archetype of the the good girl where quiet is praised where we need to stay in our box and this leads to the people pleaser this leads to need needing to do lots of um acts of service to gain worthiness okay so it is not about our mothers but it's about our relationship of how we've interpreted their stories as well because i can guarantee you this work that we're doing is about embracing the story the lineage that we have come from so it's about embracing that lineage that we have come from and stepping forward with forgiveness and compassion the other aspect to our healing journey through this magical mothering is embracing our witch wound of healing our witch wound now our witch wound is a soul-based trauma it's something that we have we carry in our bones as magical women when we get this call into the magic when we get this call into the spiritual it is because we have walked these lines before we have walked these paths before and we have this calling of magic within our bones this connection to the earth to earth ribbon rhythms to the moon to plant medicine to the stars and astrology and uh, intuitively reading energy emotions cards however it comes through for you receiving these these intuitive downloads these messages from the other side from the other realm is something that has been a feminine practice for since the beginning of time it's women's work now it's very much linked to what i was speaking about around the mother wound being a contributor down the generational lineage through a patriarchal society the wounding that comes through from that but the witch wounding is also a wounding of repression 
a repression of our magic, a repression of our trust in our intuition, a repression of our ability to be different and go against the crowd. Anybody that went against the mainstream was persecuted. <laughs> Anybody that went against the um, what everybody else was doing was burned at the stake. And we car carry immense fear in our bones left over from this soul-based trauma that if we are going to step outside the realm of our societal conditions if you are only surrounded by people that are parenting in the way that you were parented and you are wanting to do things a bit different if you're wanting to you know co-sleep do natural term breastfeeding if you're wanting to unschool and respectful autonomous parenting as crazy as that, as that sounds to me but it can be so outside of your society or your conditioned um, viewpoint that you can be ridiculed you can be made to feel like you're doing everything wrong and that you are going to be punished for that how many people have have thought that you know because of certain things they're doing they're going to have child protective services come to them even though it's absolutely crazy that you are nurturing your child's needs and just because you are doing things outside of mainstream discipline that you are going to be seen as um as a dangerous person that is the witch wound. And by embracing these different paths of being with the way that we are raising our children differently, raising our children in a way that is actually going to be supportive for the new world that is coming, that is going to be a more heart-centered world, it comes through with this fear that is deeply rooted in this trauma. Now, when we are embracing our divine sacred, feminine attributes that comes along this ma magical mothering pathway. It is so important that we review this. Okay. Um, now, as Bethany Webster said, we cannot be a strong container of the power of the divine feminine if we have not yet addressed the places within us where we have felt banished and in exile from the feminine. So just let that marinate within you for a little bit. It's so important that we do this work, the inner child healing, breaking the cycles, embracing conscious parenting, um, autonomous parenting, consent-based parenting, to be able to heal our inner child as well as set our own children up for their pathway. It is so important that we review and heal our mother wound, our connection uh, to our generational lineage that has passed on the dysfunctional coping mechanisms um, that told you that you to remain safe in the world as a woman, you needed to be quiet, stay in your box, stop being too much. All of these things, comparing yourself to others and making sure that you fit in. Because if you don't fit in, then you are in danger, life-threatening, burned-at-the-stake danger of being persecuted, 
ridiculed, exiled from society for not following and conforming and for being too magical, to being too in tune, for being, and I don't even like these terms, woo-woo, woo-woo. It's really, really... Um, I, I, I just don't feel it gives it the power that it's deserving. So how do we do this work? How do we do this embracing work? And it's all about, first off, we need to make sure that we are grounded. We need to be supporting our base chakra energy, our roots into the ground. We need to water our own roots. Yes, if we are nurturing our children, we need to have nurtured roots. Otherwise, as a tree, we're going to topple over. We cannot be that supportive willow tree that has the long branches that are protective and, and sheltering all of those under our care if our roots have not got a strong enough system that are nourished with water and nourishment nutrients. We need to get our basic needs met pretty much. Our basic needs are not enough for our self-care. But you do need to prioritize uh, your needs. We need to get clear on what your needs actually are. And this also comes into your passions and your desires and your wants. What are those things? They need to be met as well. Uh, we need to be able to do this from a calm center. And it's really hard to get to that calm center if you're in survival mode. So we need to move you into a space of, of feeling supported. Okay. And... That comes with knowing your boundaries, knowing how to communicate this. We'll talk lots more about this. Um, our next stage is to meet yourself with self-compassion, have kind eyes. And a beautiful way that I support my clients to do this is through that inner child healing, is we meet yourself as the inner child and we start there. We start there by giving that inner child, that the small version of yourself, what was it that she needed that she did not receive? How did she need to be met? How, what did she need to hear? What was the nurturing and the, the root watering that you needed as a child that you didn't receive? And how can you give that back to yourself today? Okay. Then the next step is to do a lot of self-reflection. We do so much self-reflection. It's a lot of self-observation. So it might be doing a journaling practice at the end of the day to think, you know, when you're laying in bed and you can't sleep because you've got that guilt cycle going over in your mind about all of the things you did wrong or that conversation you had with the kid that you got, you got it wrong, you said the wrong thing and you stuffed up, you know, having some self-observation instead of repressing it and saying guilty and maybe numbing it with some Netflix and some chocolate or some whatever it is, alcohol, whatever it might be that you use to numb at the end of a day that was hard. Let's change into a pattern of self-observation and looking at what was the behavior that didn't fit in my values? What were the thoughts and feelings that I'm now having about that? Where does this come from? What belief is this stemming from? And the only way we can keep traveling on this path is to have complete self-honesty, being completely brutally honest with yourself about what it is that you're feeling, about where this cycle has come from. And this might take time and that's okay. This doesn't need to be rushed. This is a journey. 
and you just like the spiral of healing, you can circle back around to this as many times as you need to. And every time you circle back around the spiral and meet this again, it will get easier for you. Okay. So self-honesty is about feeling yourself what it is that you're moving through, allowing yourself to feel those emotions fully without repressing it or numbing it, giving yourself space to do this and time to do this, okay? So this is how we step through this work. And one of the biggest supportive factors that you can do is make sure that you've got a team. Make sure you've got a supportive community around you. So this is my role as a guide, I'm here to guide you. I'm not going to be able to do the work for you. I can't do that. But I am here as your guide, somebody here that you can have a safe space with because that's something that's been lacking in a patriarchal society is no safe spaces for women to be able to express anger, rage, resentment for all of this, Um, their shames, all of their too muchness, their sexuality. We have create a safe space for that. And you can do that one-on-one with me or you can do that within our magical mothering Facebook community. So I've created a safe space for you to come on this journey with me. Okay, because it can be really helpful to have somebody there in your court. So thank you so much for joining me on this journey. If you want to hear from more from me, please just hit subscribe. Join my Magical Mothering Facebook group. You'll see the link in the, in the comments here. Um, and support me on Patreon. I'd really love to, to see you there. So much love for you. Have a beautiful day.